Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. Today, the 18th ranked Carolina Panthers... But, um, Akiva, how are you right now? Well, I mean, I'm a little tired. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm a little tired, too. Um, this is the intro to the Panthers podcast, of course, but we are actually recording this after having recorded the Panthers podcast and the Cardinals podcast and then the Giants podcast. And as you all will see in a few days, that Giants podcast went long and went deep. Um, so, you know, a little tired now. Now we got to hop on and do an intro here. Uh, what do you think John Michael Stone is going to say? And I'm asking you honestly because I don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long ago. It was like five hours ago. Yeah, the Panthers. So they have a team with um, Cam Newton, right? Yeah. Get ready for yeah. a lot of Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, a lot of Kelvin Benjamin morning. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we're we're really deep in, in these NFC teams. We we you know yesterday we did the Vikings and Lions. Now we're doing the Panthers. So what do you think? Stronger conference, the AFC or the NFC? I think the NFC because I think the two best teams in football are the Packers and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that you have the Patriots number one overall. Well, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Well, but yeah, but that's not where. Okay. Well, well, we're now double spoiler. Oh my gosh! Now keep your. <laughs> oh, I'm making us it the worse. whole list. I'm making it worse. That's fine. Okay, why don't we just uh, jump right into the interview with the Panthers? Let's do it. Okay, Akiva. So let's welcome our guest now. Here to talk about the 18th ranked Carolina Panthers is John Michael Stone. John Michael, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being here. So we have you sandwiched in between the NFC North, uh, the Lions at 19 and the Vikings at 17. And I got to tell you, the Panthers had a real up and down season last year in, in, in a number of ways. You know, right off the bat, they started three and two. Things looked okay. Then they went on a disastrous losing streak, and when they got killed by my Vikings, thirty-one to thirteen, they fell to three-eight and one, and their coach was expected to be fired. And then, of course, they turned around and they won the next four games. And because their division was so bad, they marched into the playoffs. They got to face the Cardinals on their third or fourth quarterback, and they even won a game. And they went all the way to Seattle. So you know, it was a tough season to analyze. You won the division, but you were under five hundred. Um, you know, you had a, a huge losing streak. Then you had a winning streak. And another sort of interesting point here is Akiva and I had huge dichotomies on the Panthers, but in opposite directions. In our team power rankings, he had them 14 and I had them 20, which means he's six spots higher than I am, which is about as big a gap as we have on just about anybody. But then we also did our quarterback ratings, and there it's the opposite. I have Cam Newton number nine, and Akiva has them 15. So there's the biggest dichotomy in the opposite direction. Um, so I guess maybe the question for Akiva is why does he have the Panthers so high if, he, if he's not high on their quarterback? Or maybe for me, it's the reverse. But I guess I'll ask you, what, what, what are Carolina Panthers fans thinking going into the season? Are, are they optimistic? Are they pessimistic? Obviously, the injury to Calvin Benjamin has to have him a little bit freaked out. But Oh, yeah. I would say the injury to Calvin Benjamin has, has him a lot freaked out right now, especially after what we saw 
in the preseason game against Miami Dolphins where uh, we didn't really see a wide receiver step up except Boykin did in when he played with the second team with Anderson throwing the ball. But, you know, Cam Newton, he's always going to not be the best decision maker and not the most consistent. But I, I think we're going to see more of Cam as he was in 2013 where he might be a little bit of a slow starter. But when the game was on the line and counted, I really saw him get comfortable and in the zone. Uh, and make better decisions. So we'll have to see it. Cam, with the Panthers in general, you know, you never know what you're going to get performance-wise. But I think Cam, especially with the schedule he has, can have a successful season. Hopefully we just can have the receivers by committee be productive. And I think we can have a competitive committee with the receivers uh, this year versus last year uh, besides Kelvin Benjamin and the year before. Um so we'll just have to see if the receivers can step up and really help Cam out. He has a better offensive line, which so Cam will have time to throw the ball this year, I think. Yeah, you know, it, the reason that I have Cam as a top 10 quarterback is because he's really had no help around him. And they really didn't help him in the offseason much at all either. Their, their biggest target, of course, as we said, Calvin Benjamin, he's, he's, uh, he's out for the season now. And he was far and away their best wide receiver. They, they still have Greg Olson. He's about the only guy they have. They, they drafted Devin Funches, but I can tell you as a guy who watches a lot of Michigan games, he strikes me as a guy who's too small to be a tight end in the NFL and too slow to be a receiver. Um, and then in the backfield, of course, John Stewart has had endless chances to be the man, and he stepped up big last year in, the, in December, which is how they marched to the playoffs. But he's also missed 20 games in the last three years, and now D'Angelo Williams isn't there backing him up. Uh, the offensive line has been really bad. As you said, You know, I guess the hope is they, they, that they improve their tackles. Um, but overall, is this offense going to be better than last year, or do you think it's just going to be sort of Cam doing enough to, to get enough wins to, to stay in contention? Yeah, I think the offensive line is much improved, especially from what I've seen uh, out of that left tackle position. Mike Rimmers at right tackle is pretty solid. I mean, he's no pro bowler, but he's solid. Does, uh, does Michael Orr have the left tackle spot lo- uh, locked in? I thought he was the right tackle. No, he's the left tackle. And oh, okay. I believe so. After watching him, he's done a great job. I mean, against Buffalo. Because he, he, he was very poor last season. He was. And I think – his coach that was in Baltimore when he came in the league is with him now in Carolina. And I think they're making that really work. And Michael Orr realizes his slump in Tennessee and he's got a chip on his shoulder this season. And he's so far, I'm hearing good things in camp and preseason games. He's showing that he can block and protect Cam's blind side, which is great. The receiving court is is the big question for the offense. Uh, hopefully we get somebody stepping up. I think Devin Funches can play a role as the big receiver that Kelvin played, but obviously the, the production is not going to be there because Devin is going to be more of a project, and we hope a number two uh, in his career. Um, and we hope Boykin – I think Boykin can really play well and with a chip on his shoulder. I, I like Ted Ginn. A lot of people – uh, are suspect with him, but I think us in Carolina, we've seen him been productive in our system and with Cam. I mean, he's come through big plays and big situations. So yeah, I people, think he can be say Ginn is bad, but like he's the type of guy when you play against him, like defensive coordinators like lose sleep over him. Oh yeah, uh, he can. He'll surprise you. And Corey Brown, uh, you know, he's been developing pretty well in his second season. We'll see what uh, he can do as well. Oh, what about my boy Jericho Cotri, the uh, the longtime Jet? You know, I, I like Cotri. He, he's 
you know, he's an old veteran, but he's very slick. He knows how to get open with slowest you know, guy in the whole league, probably also. Uh, maybe, but uh, you know, you don't have to have necessarily speed to if you know how to run routes correctly and how to get open, he can get separation. And I think he can now play in that slot position where he needs to play like the number three or number four guy. And we have other guys around him that can allow him to do that. Uh, John Michael, we're going to turn now to uh, Akiva's favorite segment. It is the roster game. And let me tell you, it's really the way for Akiva to just uh, embarrass our guests, because what he's going to do is going to ask you to pick a number between one and a hundred. And each number is randomly assigned to a guy at Panthers camp. And he's going to ask you just, you know, give him a sentence, give him something you know about that guy. But if you have the same luck as, as our other guests, the numbers you're going to pick are going to end up corresponding to like the third string tight end or, or the backup long snapper. And, and then, and then, the, and then the segment kind of grinds wow. to a halt, but Akiva loves it nonetheless. So are you ready? <laughs> sure. All right. So pick a number between one and a hundred. All right. Let's go to 58. <laughs> All right. 58. Um, John Michael, tell me what you know about Colin Jones. If he's going really well this camp this season, I, I think, believe he's a safety for us uh, that came out of Philadelphia. And uh, he's had a great camp, and he's showing a lot of progress. He's competing with Trey Boston for that other safety stop, um, spot behind, beside uh, Harper. The, Ro- and, the ageless Roman Harper. Yeah, Roman Harper's had gray hair like as long as I can remember. Crazy. How is he still in the league? I know. it's. I don't know, but he's, uh, he's able to play still. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I mean, we had – you know, we had some issues with him last year as fans. Uh, we thought a lot of stuff was his fault, but uh, I don't know. I, I read stuff later after the season, and, you know, they were talking about he actually produced really well for that defense. So I guess uh, we'll and they're, I mean, they're definitely relying on him in the secondary this year. So Yeah, and he's a great leader for the secondary. He knows the game. He knows the division, which helps our younger guys. And we also got old man Charles Tillman this year, so that'll be uh, Peanut. that'll be a lot of fun. Wait, Boy, by the lot, way, we, we said that uh, Roman Harper's old, but you know he's only 32. Uh, we've played this game before, uh, or maybe we'll play in the future, depending on <laughs> when this is recorded. But um, the uh, John Michael, can you guess? Because I would, if you gave me a thousand guesses, I would never get gotten this. Who is the oldest uh, player on the Carolina Panthers? You know, back in the day, I probably could say John Casey, but now, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it probably, to me, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Charles Tillman. But Yeah, I that's a very wrong. good guess. He's the second oldest player on the team. I'll be honest. This guy has been in the league 11 years. I'm like a pretty big football fan. I've been paid for years to watch football. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Colin Cole, a defensive tackle. Who is he? Oh, yes. Uh, is he, he, was has he just for... always been a backup? I don't get it. No, he played in Seattle, and then he took a year off. And then we signed him after he took a year off, expecting some big things. And he's actually played really well for us. I didn't realize he was that old, yeah, but he's been crazy. productive. It's almost like a yeah. misprint, but it's on the Panthers' website. It can't be – probably it's not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> All right, Colin Cole, who knew? All right, let's do another uh, another number, one more number. All right. By the way, I'm looking it up. He started almost every game the last couple of years, and yeah. he started the previous two seasons for Seattle also. Like a career yeah, was, backup who became a starter at the end of his career. So super weird. And he played for you guys uh, uh, very briefly. He was on your team, uh, Chester, the Vikings. Oh, it's not on his uh, pro football reference page. Yeah, so. that, he didn't get any games, but he was on the Vikings. Uh, quite brief, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's been very cool. productive for us, so we're happy to have him. Uh, you want to give me one more number, John Michael? Wait, Akiva, I, I'm going to throw this one at you because this is, uh, you know, another one of your favorite games. Okay. Colin Cole, you said nobody's ever heard of him. Guess how many followers he has on Twitter. Ooh, a thousand. Six thousand seven hundred and four. See, he's been in the league a while. It's easy. It's easy to get a lot yeah, of followers. He's got a blue wow. check mark. He's got a beautiful wife named Kay. Three beautiful children. 
Yeah, he's been making that, getting that check for the league minimum check for 11 years. <laughs> All right, one more number, John Michael. He's also, he's got his own company. They uh, provide consultations. All right, this is enough, Colin yeah, Cole. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> this all shows when we'll end up being on Colin Cole. Um, should, we, should we just start a new, the Colin Cole podcast? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we, we could get him as a guest. I'm pretty confident about Well, he's that. got 6,000 followers. I'm not sure if he'll see your tweet. <laughs> oh, what do you, what do you right. got for me, John Michael? Uh, number seven. Oh, number seven. Okay. Tell me about Jason Trusnick, a guy I know because uh, I believe he's a former Jet. Oh, Jason. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that doesn't ring. That name doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, he's he's, he's, uh, so he's linebacker. He's new to your team, but... and he's a special teams only guy. So he's like a special okay. teams. Uh, not well, I shouldn't say only because he actually played for the Dolphins, but he's uh, he's a special teams expert. Okay. Well, I do know we've been they've been bringing in for special teams because last year we were horrible on special teams. So under this last past season, they were signing guys that were productive in special teams, and they want to improve in that area. I haven't seen it, the improvement yet, uh, transfer in those preseason games, which worries me. But hopefully they'll get it together, get in the film room, and uh, get their stuff together for the regular season because we need a huge improvement in special teams. I mean, especially with the loss of Kelvin Benjamin, we need all three phases really producing here. Uh, and yeah, yeah, you know, to, it's, it's oh, sorry. It, sorry, I was just gonna say it's funny because we've really barely spoken about special teams on this podcast. But I actually had a note for the Panthers, you know, and it says atrocious underlined twice special teams, you know, and, and you would be it, correct. <laughs> yeah, so and, and and they still have, you know, they still have the same coach, Bruce DeHavens, as special teams coordinator. So what's, you know, is there improvement there? Is it based on they brought in some guys who are sort of, you know, specialists in that area? Or, or what's the expectation there? Um, I, I'm guessing the, I guess from the film, they're seeing it, it must be, you know, the Joes and not the X's and O's. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see, we'll have to see this year. I, I'm guessing if it doesn't work out this year, then it might be the coaching problem and they'll bring in a new guy. Um, knowing how Ron Rivera is, he always says that the guy can't get the job done. If they can't fix it and correct it next week, then they'll get a new guy in. Then I'm expecting that'll be the same thing with this coach this year. Uh, but yeah, we need huge improvement. I mean, I can almost predict last year, every time there would be a punt return touchdown, uh, against us. And it was usually, if we were punting out of our end zone, it was almost automatic touchdown for the other team. I mean, it was just that bad. And, uh, so I hope we improve this year. I haven't seen it much yet, but I, I hope they get their stuff together soon. Cause we need that bad. All right, so let's switch to the defense now. You know, the defense, of course, is anchored by who uh, I think the Saints guy, our Saints podcast, are referred to as the best player in the division, uh, Luke Keekley, of course. Um, but this is a defense that they were 21st in points allowed last year, but 10th uh, ranked in, in in yards. So there's a big dichotomy there. But, that you know, they were both, of course, a lot worse than the year before where they had the second best defense in the league and they went 12-4. and four. And last year they were really bad, and then the, the end of the year they turned it on. Those last five games, or those when they went on that winning streak, it was really behind basically John Stewart on offense, and then the defense really stepped up and was giving up like 15 points a game. So, you know, tell us why you think either they're going to be able to repeat what they did at the end of last year and get back to a top defense, or, or why you think they're going to struggle again. We know this defense at at Carolina; it can be a top five defense. I mean, we know it can be that good. And, and last year, at near the around the beginning of the season, we were like, "What's going on?" I mean, we couldn't have, we didn't have any answers. They were just in such a funk; nothing was clicking. And uh, from where I was kind of gathering and reading, it, it seemed like. 
they were learning how to play together as a unit and they weren't trusting each other and guys were trying to do too much and that was causing misassignments a lot. And I guess near the end of the season, they finally clicked once they realized maybe Greg Hardy wasn't coming back or that other defensive end position just kind of gelled and they all just clicked. So, you know, that's another question for this year is that other defensive end position Frank Alexander is out for the season, it, it looks like, with his uh, Achilles injury. And we need Coney Healy to step up or Wes Horton to step up. Coney Healy's been good, but just not consistent. Um, and then just from watching this preseason, it, you know, they they haven't been performing well with basic fundamentals. Like they're missing tackles, uh, missing assignments uh, right now. So I don't know. It's It's so weird. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, hopefully they'll get together this season. I mean, especially early this season, because we have a nice schedule early on before we hit a a five game or a four game hard stretch. So we we need it clicking pretty soon. Um, now I I like Shaq Thomas, who they drafted. He's he played in the Miami preseason game. That was his first game he played in. He looked really solid. Uh, especially he can cover tight ends. Those mismatched tight ends. So we'll have we'll be able to keep him on the field, and he's fast. He can stop the run. So I like him. We'll see how he develops this season. So this, I feel like this defense should be improved. We have you know Josh Norman is developing into a shutdown corner, and now we got Charles Tillman. That guy, you know, he can develop turnovers pretty well. So if we can get some turnovers this season, uh, I think this defense can can be a top five. It's just a matter of performance and gang tackling and getting those fundamentals down, I think. And Sean McDermott with uh, Shaq Thompson is going to do some creative things. I don't know how much to incorporate this season because I know Shaq's got to get the basic defense down as well. But hopefully throughout the season, they'll start increasing that creative stuff that Sean wants to do. And this defense can be very, very effective. All right. So we usually uh, go to the schedule now, but I wanted to ask you a question about the coach first. Uh, and as Chester said, Ron Rivera was really uh, looking like he was on the chopping block last year when they had three wins in December. Uh, and they managed to win their final four games. But to be fair, right, three of the games were against their, uh, you know, fellow terrible division members in the other NFC North teams. And the other win was a uh, four-point win versus the Cleveland Browns. Truthfully, by the way, uh, your best win last year was Detroit when you beat them 24-7. to But your second best result last year was probably the tie against in Cincinnati. That was probably the second most impressive mm. result of the year. Not even a victory. Anyway, um, what do you think going, you know, such now a, that we're such gonna, a soccer thing to say, like yeah. fine result, fine result. <laughs> it was a fine result. It was. I mean, yeah. could they, I think they missed the playoffs without it. Right. Um, the, uh, so Ron Rivera, how many games does he need to win this season to be secure in keeping his job for next year? Uh, you know, I think he is secure. I think Gettleman likes him. Uh, he's a good coach. You know, I think I think he knows how to motivate the players and he connects with them really well. It's hard to say because, you know, we have that Kelvin Benjamin injury lingering. I don't know what Gettleman's going to do about that because his philosophy is, you know, more than likely the answer is on your roster already. So I'm sure Rivera's got some slack on that. I think what needs to improve is the penalties, you know, and the mental game basically – you know, with the penalties and not getting frustrated uh, on defense or offense and make plays, I would like to see this offense definitely improve. And I kind of wonder if the guy, the coach that we should be talking about is offense coordinator Shula, 
who I know a lot of us are always frustrated about with his play calling. Sometimes he does call good games, but it's pretty frustrating. And I, I don't know if he would be the guy to take the fall over Rivera. But I think Rivera is pretty solid and safe. I, he, I mean, look at what he did last year. He's able to motivate a three and eight and one team to go on a winning streak and get into the playoffs and compete pretty well against Seattle in Seattle, given mm-hmm. that, you know, who they are and where we were at the time with their offensive line and, you know, just subpar wide receiver group besides Kelvin. But, uh, you know, I think he's, he's a good coach. I think he's solid. And with his history on the 84 Chicago's bears team, he knows what it takes to be a championship and to have a top defense. So I think he's, I think he's solidified in, in my opinion. All right, so let's go to the schedule, Chester. All right, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting when we've spoken to each of the guys from the other NFC West, excuse me, NFC South teams. And again, even though we're only at number 18, we're done with the NFC South because we we still don't have a lot of hope for this division this year. What each of the other three guys said, especially the Falcons guy, was they were banking on the fact that they had a really easy schedule and that the division was weak. And so they thought nine and seven could get into the playoffs or maybe even worse like last year. Um but the thing is, for the Panthers, even though they only went 7-8-1, and one, because you finished in first place in the division, you got that first place schedule, which means you got to play the Packers and you got to play the Seahawks. So your reward for getting that division win in that home playoff game last year is you have a much tougher schedule this year than most of your divisional opponents. Mm-hmm. But that having been said, it starts about as easy as it's, as it's going to get. You have relatively easy first four weeks and then an early bye. So week one, you go on the road to face Jacksonville. What do you see happening in that game? Uh, you know, I'm kind of interested how Jacksonville – is going to be this year because I, I know they'll be improved. And I know last year they were just a young team. And, of course, this year they're still young, but with a year, a season in the system. So I think that game could be tougher than a lot of people think, especially now that we don't have Kelvin, uh, that just that big athletic body to throw to. So it, it could be a competitive game. I, I think we should be able to come out with a win, uh, but that one honestly could go either way just given the facts that our offense – could struggle against that defense and you know Blake Bortles yeah, he's looking great and uh, he can spread the ball around so hopefully our defense can contain all that and just attack their offensive line really well uh, all but- right and then and then you know you face even a tougher defense second game in a row against the AFC South which is probably the worst division in the AFC so that's a little bit of schedule help you're at home but this time it's against JJ Watt and that fearsome defense in Houston yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, I, I feel confident in our offensive line. Of course, you're going to have to come up with a game plan for JJ. Uh, and if they get their the other guy in from last year, their first round draft pick, if he's playing, you know, that's that's another scary situation. But, you know, hopefully Cam can make wise decisions and those wide receivers can get separation to help us move the ball. So winnable game, but that one definitely is going to be a tough because Houston, uh, you know, they they almost were able to get in the playoffs last year and they missed it. And, you know, they're going to come this year. Uh, wanting a playoff berth. So honestly, are you, are you predicting a win or a loss there? Uh, you know, I, I want to say a win. It could go either way, you know, but Houston, I, I think they could win that game. They, it's hard to say, though. I, I want Panthers can win. That one just – that kind of they're kind of evenly matched, I feel like. All right, so it's, it's a shaky 2-0, but you have a, you know, yeah. a slight favorites in each of those two first two games, and then you have a game that could have important consequences for the, for the division, unless you really don't think the Saints are going to bounce back this year. It's week three at home against the Saints. Carolina, just because I think Saints on the road might still struggle. They didn't add all the pieces they needed, I think, to really bounce back yet. Um, and their offense, their wide receivers, I think we can cover. Brandon Cooks is the one guy I think is definitely – 
they're a strong weapon, but I think we can stop the run. I, and, you know, their defense, I, I'm just not convinced their defense is there yet. So I think at home, I think we can get it done. All right, let me ask you a question, actually. You know, the Panthers are obviously a young franchise, came into the NFL with the Jags in 95. Mm-hmm. Who's who's your biggest rival? Oh, that it's usually the Atlanta Falcons, but the Saints, the way we've been competitive the last couple of years, except for last year wasn't all that competitive. But 2013, I got to say that rival was pretty strong. But it's a year to year. It's got to be Atlanta. All right, so 3-0 and and another big divisional game. And, and if you win this one, you're going to be, you know, well atop the division and 2-0 and in the division as well. But this one's on the road at Tampa Bay and Jameis Winston. Yeah, I got to say us just because, you know, we're facing a rookie quarterback. We're, I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to be able to bounce back, you know, that strong yet. Wow. So John Michael expecting the Panthers to come out of the gate 4-0 before the early bye. 4 yeah, or 3-1. and We'll see what happens in that Houston game. <laughs> <laughs> are you switching it to an L or are we, keeping, are we staying at 4-0 for now? Um, just because I'm biased, I'm a fan. I'll I'll say that's a win. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then the schedule gets uh you know ludicrously uh difficult the next four weeks. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. even though there is a three game home stretch after this game, but it's not uh really a series of easy games. So you guys go to Seattle after the bye. Yeah. You know, if we still had Kelvin, I was going to say I th- I think we could have matched up pretty well, but you know, without Kevin uh, Kelvin, I I don't think we can match up nearly as well so I, I think seattle is definitely going to win that game it is funny like I, I and i'm not to downplay the calvin benjamin injury which was enormous um but it's just funny like uh you know we've heard more about Kel- calvin benjamin than almost any team but any other player from any team that we've discussed but the truth is you know i you know you guys really didn't have depth at that wide receiver position and uh other than cam if we had asked you a week ago like who's the guy who cannot get hurt you probably would have said <laughs> him no uh, you know, why well, yeah, Keekly also? That's not a fair question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keek, but uh, you know, Cam. I think we have we we feel comfortable with Derek Anderson. Oh, so you're going to say TV. even you're going to say Benjamin's number one? I, I would have to say just because the impact wow. he has. Uh, but yeah, I think you know if Cam Newton got injured, you know we played last year with Cam injured and we did pretty well. You know, Derek Anderson, he's a solid backup to have. So mm-hmm. you know, besides Kelvin, we do have more competitive wide receivers, but. You know, Kelvin, it was the number one receiver with, and he could go up against Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and make plays here and there. I mean, it was pretty incredible to watch. All right. So at four and one, uh, you guys, the league, you know, the, the, the uh, nation will see a lot of Cam and the Panthers these next two weeks because you guys host the Eagles on Sunday night football. What do you think about that game? Uh, that's another tough one. Like last year, they blew us up. Um, I'm hoping we can learn from that game, but, uh, you know, it's tough to say. I think Philadelphia improved in a lot of areas, so I think Philadelphia will probably get that one. Mm, so that would take you to four and two, and then after that right. Sunday night game, you guys have another home game the next week on Monday Night Football against Luck and the Colts. Ooh. Yeah, it's top be, three game stretch. It's oh, ridiculous. And the next one's yeah. even worse. The next one is against the Packers. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy schedule there. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, well that that's why they got to get to four and zero before the bye. Totally. If if we can hold on to, I know Colts always struggle against the run. If we can keep the ball and run the ball and just keep our offense on the field and keep luck off. We definitely have a chance of winning that game. Uh, but if Colts offense, if they're, you know, with all the ridiculous wide receivers they have there now, I mean, luck could have a field day. Um, but yeah, if we can stop the run or if, you know, if we can run the ball on them, I think we can pull out with a win. Uh, but if we can't, then, you know, Colts could definitely get that win. All right. Which way is it going to happen? 
Mm, I want to say we run the ball well and we squeeze that one out. Big win. Oh, wow. And then you host the Packers. Yeah, Packers Packers are tough. They match up well against us. I mean, that even with Jordy Nelson out, uh, I mean, it makes it a little easier. But I think Devontae Adams can come in and produce pretty well. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. I know we can we can stop Eddie Lacy, I feel like, in the run game. But that pass game, Aaron Rodgers is tough to handle. And their defense is not too bad either. So I want to say Packers on that one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so now it really opens up for the next couple of weeks. You guys go to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, I, I definitely think that's a win. Uh, facing a rookie quarterback, although I like what I'm seeing out of Mariota this year. He's very poised, uh, but still a rookie. And I think Tennessee still has a lot of spots to fill in before they can really be a stronghold team. So I think we can take that as a win. Uh, John Michael, are you based out of North Carolina? Uh, right now, I'm actually in Maryland. I'm from North Carolina. But I'm in Maryland, so are you a right? college? Are you a big college football fan? Who's your? Where, what's your college team? You know, uh, my dad actually coached uh, for NC State football. Philip Rivers freshman year. So I am an NC State fan. Wolf- oh, very cool. Okay, because a lot of times the guys from the Southern or I don't know is North Carolina considered the South? It's, that's probably a tough topic. Yeah, right? yeah, of course it is. North, Car- <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, but but Virginia you guys are like so. North Carolina, I guess, South of yeah, Virginia. That's true. That's true. Uh, but anyway, so from, a lot of the, the Southern York. fans you gotta work really. on your geography. Listen, I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> the South is Pennsylvania. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, and a lot of times these Southern guys have like strong opinions about the rookie QBs like Mariota or Winston because they saw them play a lot more than you know a New Yorker mm-hmm. who doesn't watch college football. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Mariota. He's he's pretty good. So then you guys host the Washington Redskins. Yeah, uh, I think that's a win. I think we can match up against them pretty well. You know, we, as long as our offense can stay on the field, we'll. I I can't tell what's going to happen with RG three this year. Um, I'm I'm optimistic about him. I hope he uh, bounces back really well. But their offensive line right now is terrible. So I think our defense can get after them and get that win. And then you guys, uh, you know, the schedule maker is really uh, dealing you a tough blow here. It's a it's a a very short week on Thanksgiving going to Dallas, but it, it does say a little bit about what's to be expected of the Panthers this year that they got that slot. Cause if the Panthers are bad, you know, the Cowboys can uh, really blow a team out of the building on Thanksgiving day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just excited. We have a Thanksgiving game this year. This is the first one our franchise has ever had. So, you know, Dallas is a good team. I, I think they can definitely contend for that Super Bowl spot. Uh, you know, I think we can, their offensive line is incredible. I think if our right defensive end can, you know, produce, I think we can stop the run for sure. Uh, I th- I feel comfortable with Josh Norman going up against Des Bryant. Um, I- I've seen Josh Norman shut down Julio Jones. I, I feel comfortable with him going against Des. Uh, you know, I- it's on Thanksgiving. Dallas has been there uh, so many years, and we haven't. So I don't know how that's going to shake out. I mean, we could come out and just drop and lay an egg and it'd be horrible or we could come out and get a win um i want to say we match up really well against dallas i want to say we upset them this year oh wow, wow. that would bring eight you to and eight three. and three unbelievable the panthers would be the talk of the town sure <laughs> it probably won't happen but optimism and then can you get the sweep the next week in or in new orleans against the saints yeah i want to say new orleans pulls that one out because it's in new orleans i i think they'll get their um you know, there's stuff clicking. I, I know Sean Payton wants to get more physical, and uh, that offense in that dome is just amazing. So I'll say they'll pull that one out. 
uh, uh, so with that, the Panthers losing. That would bring eight and four. And here's a weird squ- uh, schedule quirk, John Michael. You guys mm-hmm. don't play the Falcons until December 13th. And then you yeah. play them twice in two weeks. That's, uh, you know, a little bizarre. But uh, that is. first game is hosting Atlanta. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think we can take them. Atlanta has, hasn't performed well on the uh, on the road at all. And, you know, Josh Norman, our corner, who's producing really well. I mean, he, he can take out Julio Jones in that game. I don't know how Atlanta's defense is going to be. I don't expect it to be taking a big step this year. Um, so I think we can get that win. Pretty Let me easy. ask you, but if you're 9-4 and four on December 13th, have you clinched the division already? Uh, I don't think so because New Orleans would win. And we've only played – at that time, three division games, and I don't. To I don't you, know New how Orleans many. is your biggest competition. You're saying this year, yeah, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. So then nine and four, and you go to New York to play the Giants. I guess yeah, Jersey, but I'll say Giants on that one. I think this year they're going to be if they get an offense clicking. I think they'll be pretty special. Mm-hmm. So that would be nine and five, and uh, certainly at the very least, you know, probably at the top of the division right there. Uh, and then you go to Atlanta and you play the Falcons again. Yeah, you know, Atlanta will be in the dome. They'll be way more competitive. Uh, that offense is very dangerous. Um, you know, uh, Roddy White is the guy we definitely have to worry about, I think, in that offense. But, you know, I, I'm just not convinced on Atlanta so far. Last year we went into their dome and just, you know, blew them out of the water. So I, I say we'll sweep Atlanta this year. Wow. So that would bring you to 10-5? and five? And, yeah. uh, and now the, you've clinched the division, yeah, right? Now forget about it. Now you could rest Cam. Yeah. Rest Jonathan Stewart. Rest Keekley. All right, so you guys host the uh, Bucks to end the season. Uh, yeah, and I, I think we'll we'll get that win, too. Uh, wow. Yeah, unless, Jameis, <laughs> unless Jameis Winston comes on at that point in the year pretty strong, uh, they have a chance. But I, I think Tampa Bay is not quite there yet. Maybe next year, you know, they'll get there, but – um, I think we can pull that win out, and it'll be between us. It, I don't know how many Saints games we'll probably win, but uh, or the Saints will win, so it'll be between us and the Saints, I think. Yeah, but eleven and five. Forget about Ron Rivera getting fired. You know he's going to get an extension, and That's you know the he best might be Saints. We've had yet so yeah. far. Wow. But, but again, we're going in you know in in increasing order, so I guess that makes sense. Are you guys yeah. are you guys a Super Bowl contender, John Michael? I was going to say that before before Kelvin got injured. I would say so. Now I, I'm not so sure about Super Bowl contender. I, I think we can we can contend to get in the playoffs, but it just it really depends on how we perform. Because Carolina, my gosh, like they can be amazing to watch, but they can also be equally as frustrating. Because I've seen them just you know you just don't know what's going on out there. It's like do they show up today or or not. So, yeah, I mean, this season could go up and down. I think we can get in the playoffs, but without Kelvin, I, I think our wide receiver, of course, might get exposed a bit. And, and they'll be competitive. I'm not saying they won't, but, you know, it's just you got to have that special guy, and he really helped us out, you know, and I think he competed against guys like our those defensive backs in Seattle and, you know, against anybody. So, uh, and then we would have had a great combination of number twos, number threes, but now it's just we have a great – committee of number twos number threes and i think that's going to end up hurting us all right so there we go uh, a very confident john michael uh really thinks that the panthers are gonna you know jump off from that lowly divisional win last division title from last season and get a legitimate division title this year 11 and 5 and and march into the playoffs 
and uh, you know, and Ron Rivera gets an extension, and whether it's whether it's Riverboat Ron or whether it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I just remember did, did, Riverboat did, Ron. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, so thanks again for joining us, John Michael. You want Twitter? No, I am not. Uh, I I kind of try to avoid Twitter right now. So you got nothing. <laughs> to, you got nothing to plug. <laughs> No, no, no. I, John will I mean, be I at work it. on Monday if you want to, uh, you know, go say hi. No. <laughs> yeah, um, I tried Twitter and I, I couldn't figure it out. I, I mean, that language is it's Chinese to me, man. It's <laughs> All right. Well, Are you, know you sure you weren't are? on Weibo? <laughs> hey, it could have been. That, is that the Chinese Twitter? <laughs> yeah, was, by the way, I, I put that joke right now in the Hall of Fame. Just put it there. <laughs> uh, John Michael Stone, thanks again for joining us and uh, good luck to the Panthers this year. Yeah, we'll need it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, Akiva. So that was John Michael Stone to talk about the Panthers. John Michael's not on Twitter. So how do you think he found out about the Kevin Benjamin injury? The paper. Yeah, I, I was going to look at sports radio. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Maybe. Maybe sports talk radio. That's actually not bad. Do they have radios in in Carolina? <laughs> no, they haven't come up with that technology yet. I don't know. You know, I'm in New York. I think I think uh, when like when Gino punch, got punched in the face, I called up my grandpa. And I told him, but, it, you know, for someone who's not on social media, uh, even though he's text, very tech heavy for an 86 year old, it's hard to process that. Like, oh, no, this like literally happened 20 minutes ago in real life. It's crazy because we're not that old. But I remember just a few years ago when rumors would fly. Like, for example, do you remember the Mike Piazza died in a car accident rumor? Yeah. Or that he was gay. But that's separate. <laughs> I think that one would be even more exacerbated by Twitter, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, things... Things like that would just sort of spread, and for a day or two, people just wouldn't know what actually happened. You'd call people, you'd try and find somebody who had some kind of connection. You did that? Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't call anybody with a connection. I mean, I, I literally remember, uh, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to give him a shout out in a negative way. Do you know A.B. Sutton? I know him, yeah. Does he have a Mike Piazza connection? Well, okay. Now, all of a sudden, I feel bad because it might have been somebody else that I'm getting mixed up here. I'm going to say A.B. anyways, and if he uh, finds out about this and I was wrong, I'll apologize on the next podcast. But if I'm not mistaken, he's not going to he find w- out. We're like eight <laughs> hours into the Panthers podcast. No one's fine. Yeah, he um he was told by others that 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 Mike Piazza had died in a car accident and he started to cry. And then, and again, this is how the story was told to me because I was not at the camp where this happened, uh, which is near where you live, I think. This camp, but uh, I, I have to I have to confirm this with my sources. Camp is near where I live. Oh, I got it. I, I yeah, hear you. I hear you. It's a, an NCSY camp. Oh, um, and and. What I was told is that then they found out uh, others in the camp knew that he was alive, but they kept the ruse going to torture him. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, now, again, it might not be uh, AB. It might be somebody else. These are the kinds of things we should fact check before we put it on the air. But considering that it's one in the morning, I'm supposed to have this podcast online already. I'm just going to put it up and we'll fact check it tomorrow. And if we need to uh, issue a correction and an apology, we'll do so. Whatever. All right. So, you know, on that note, uh, thanks. Thank you all or anybody who's still listening to the uh, end of the Carolina Panthers. If you're still listening, let us know why. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's gone wrong in your life? Yeah. Well, Amy might listen because I'm not going to tell him what I said. I'm just going to say there's a story about you. And I don't know if it's true. At the end of the Carolina Panthers podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. Double speed, my man. Double speed it. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's an app with a faster speed than that for, for podcasts. Uh, but tomorrow, actually, before we get uh, jump up to the 16th uh, ranked St. Louis Rams, we're gonna go for a halftime break. You and I are gonna go into the locker room and discuss all 32 NFL quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, if in theory we did that podcast already many weeks ago, and I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm sure it was great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, we will discuss every single team. So no matter who you're a fan of, you should download that podcast. If, if you're, you're a Titans one. fan, yeah. should you download it? 
I think that what we said about Marcus Mariota is he's a rookie. We don't know what to expect next. Right. And let's say you're a big Jets fan. Uh, there's some comedy there. Whenever you're talking about the Jets, there's going to be some comedy. The funny thing about this podcast, this Panthers one, is it's now going to be the first podcast with a really short intro and a really long outro. But the intro is tries to try to hook people in. The outro, nobody's listening to. Right. Like, we've already sold you. If you're still here, then why? Yeah. But, like... Yeah. I saw that uh, Gleischer picked up a couple of Twitter followers. Oh, but, uh, congratulations. Yeah, he still has fewer than I think he has members in his league, but I'm not sure. Uh, but he, he also didn't really promise anything explicit. He yeah, he big. needed to really go big. He needed to... like. Yeah, I mean, you're not even following him, so... No, and I'm not gonna because he didn't promise. Like, if there was like a, a pot, you know, gold at the end of the rainbow or something like that, pot or gold, because I think he could probably one of those. It's very yeah. Late. We will be back tomorrow with uh, all 32 quarterbacks discussed, and I think we'll also get to running backs and wide receivers as well. Uh, have a good night, everyone.